Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Collection. Welcome, welcome. Today is episode 16 of Riding the Pine. I'm Hondo here with Guy. What's up, Guy? Welcome. Oh, man. So, apparently... Our, our other co-host, MTG, is off sick with Luel Dengue fever. Oh, man. Costas. Costas. Oh, jeez. Not good. Not good. But week six is full of activity. A lot of great games. A lot of NBA news. Uh, yeah. Definitely just turning the corner from last week. And, man, I've been going at kind of stats hard for hours i think i've been up for like 10 hours already just like getting ready for You're this machine, episode man. just just machine just going to work putting some wd-40 in going to work i i mean like you know how big of a fan you have to be to watch like 35 straight minutes of crossovers <laughs> sure. like i was watching i was watching both october and november crossover moves yeah i yeah. saw the exact same video <laughs> that's awesome great great minds think alike yeah. great nba minds think alike so oh man you know what? You know what we got to do? We just got to go right for it. There's so much to talk about this week. Yeah. So, you know what? We're just going to we're going to go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So, we are going to go right into gameplay. So, so So, we're going to go I'm going to recap a couple games, then we're going to talk about some awesome moments. So starting, we are recording as of 12-3-2016. So we are going to start with... Yo, welcome to December, man. Yeah. This is the first the first pod of December, so we, you know, we need to do it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start with last Sunday's games, a couple of quick hit games. So Rockets over Blazers, this is that contentious rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Rockets over Blazers, 130-114. The 76ers played with the Cavs, only lost by four, one, uh, 108 to 112. Yeah. Uh, Kings versus Wizards goes to OT in a game which I called, and I have the verification on Twitter. So I will need uh, to see, I will need to see uh, that. That's fine. It's definitely up there. Uh, Kings won uh, 101.95. Uh, the Warriors edged the Hawks 105-100. These are both Monday games. Yeah. On Tuesday, the Nets... That's right. I said that. I said that correctly. The Nets over the Clips in double OT, yeah. 127-122. Um, and Tuesday was just like anything can happen day. So the Magic decided to beat the Spurs, uh, 
Uh, I, when, believe the, I believe the Bucks beat the Cavs that night too. Oh, God. Is crazy. Well, yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into it. A couple more games Sorry. for Wednesday's game: the Thunder over the Wizards, and this goes into OT. This goes into OT. This is a one twenty six one fifteen game. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, there is just a probably a contender for one of the best games of this season with uh, um, Houston versus the Warriors. And this goes into double OT, and the Warriors end up winning 132-127. The Clippers stomped on Cleveland 113-94 on Thursday. Earlier that night, yeah. Yeah. And then I just had one game from yesterday. uh, There was just an absolute massacre game. Uh, The Raptors Raptors beat the Lakers 113-80. Just crushed them. Oh, so, anyways, so let's let's talk about a few games, a few games this week, and kind of what happened, and thoughts and thoughts, concerns, you know, moments of silence for a couple of teams involved. Sure. So, all right. So, starting from Sunday, you know, the Rockets versus Blazers. That that to me is one. It's getting to be one of the funnest matchups. It's like out welcome there. to the gun show. Yeah, and it's just, dude. Harden is just going off. He continues to go off. Was this the 53-point attempt I, game? Uh, oh, no, no. That was no, last week. No, no, That was the week prior. Yeah. That was the week prior. No, they still shot like 40 this week, that that game. They shot like 43s? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I, I did not know that. Um, you know, but this, the second game, though, this the 76ers playing the Cavs, you have to like it when the 76ers are just – they're back in the discussion, mm-hmm. you know? And I actually believe they led for a large portion of this game. Yeah, and, and just Embiid is just playing out of his mind. He might, he might, and I I don't know if I'm ready to concede this to you yet. He might be playing at a top ten level. Wow. He I might. He I wasn't might prepared be. to hear this. He might be like just watching him play is incredible. He like he can shoot. He can go to the paint. Like he's got the he's got the whole game. He's not cat yet. Don't don't. I'm not going that far. But he's playing very, very well, and and he's the, and, in his pocket, man. And the NBA has recognized it. Yeah. It, it. What is it? Yeah, he was one of the player, the rookie rookies of the, the month. month. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll we'll talk about the other one for uh, sure later. Um, man. So I I like it. I like that they're back in the discussion because it it's not fun. It's not fun when when teams are playing like Dallas is. Yeah. It's just it's it's just it's not good for the league. It's not good for the fans. It just ends up like. Everybody's angry. Everybody's everybody's so angry. They're basically it's like they just came off of watching Thursday night football. <laughs> I'm just like terrible. That's a mindset you don't want to be a part of. Um, the Cavs ever since that 34 point quarter by uh, Cleveland or yeah. by Kevin Love. Yep, they've kind of been in a weird slump. Uh, they've lost like what three three, three straight, straight yeah. and they kind of looked like crap the past five games yeah um this is a game they won mm-hmm. they won basically on the back of the fact that they have lebron james mm-hmm. but um no they're just kind of playing whimsical offense they're not really in any set or anything mm-hmm. and they're just kind of coasting i think yeah th- i I, th- I think that's pr- that's probably the case and we There's probably like lots of mental lapses that you'll find out later we, we probably our- need some cleveland fans to come on uh, and talk a little bit more about this but yeah. you know I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm not going to read in into anything three games from one of the one of the best teams in the league. Oh, easily. Um, but yes, it definitely is. It it is a little bit of a slump. So uh, let's let's move into that other Kings versus Warriors game. You know what? Boogie Cousins is, has turned it up this last week. 
And he was, I, I think he had like a 30-plus point game in this game. And oh, yeah. John Wall, I, I think this is the game where John Wall went for like 13 or 15 assists or something like that. Easily, yeah. And just like he is, he is starting to play well again. And Bradley Beal is playing well again. I mean, the problem is they just don't have enough around them. They definitely That's do kind not. of always been uh, – they had that one season with Trevor Ariza, Marston Gortat, and Nene. That was a cool starting five. And they had some cool bench players too off the yeah. bench. But they haven't been able to really replicate that season. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're obviously, you know, they've just been staying pat and stagnating, and they don't know who to rebuild with. And they have these players like Kelly Obrey Jr. and Otto Porter, Otto Pilot, you know. I don't. I don't mind Otto Porter. I, th- I don't mind I, him I, th- I think he has some skills, but it's sh- it's just not enough. It's yeah. just not enough in the East. And there's 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 definite contenders right Their now. Their bigs are the problem, I, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. So one of the other games, and just just kind of talking about the Warriors. I know there's some recent activity here, but you know the Warriors end up beating the Hawks, but then they they lose to the Rockets. What's your what's your take on the Warriors right now? It's like they're they are still playing very very good ball, and they're also having explosive games from like Durant and yeah. I, th- I think he had like thirty what thirty seven thirty nine the other night. So you know yeah I, uh, this week I'm I'm not really up to snuff on the numbers okay. of, of gameplay and everything, but sure. So I apologize for that, but you know this game was a nice wake up call game for them because I think they were getting outplayed by their former players in like Kent Bazemore and others mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, no one really does that to the Warriors. They have to come back at them. And, you know, Draymond's been getting a lot of heat this week. Um, he's kind of doing it probably purposefully just yeah. to kind of keep the pressure off of the other three. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they they look vulnerable at times. Even though they're winning, yeah. they've had some moments of lapses and just mental mistakes. And they yeah. look very beatable. But yeah. No. I, I Okay. I want to go as far as to say – this being week six, yeah. that they cannot have those laps. They cannot have those lapses against this Clippers team. Yeah, this Clippers sure. team is showing, is definitely showing what they're made of, yeah. as well as the Spurs. The Spurs are going under the radar. They are classic yeah. Spurs, and just like no one is really paying attention, but they're quietly. I admit, quietly I'm not set into in, in second place, yeah. and they'll, they'll just coast there for yeah. probably the rest of the season. And they do so well on the road as as well. It's I have to admit, I was really excited about the Spurs, and I was going to pay attention to them, and I haven't. I I am I'm, I, I'm wearing my Spurs hat. You're so. donning that hat, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, I want to I want to change my tune a little bit. I want to start paying attention to them a little bit. But um, you know, it's kind of. I don't think I'll ever bet against the Spurs in any game except for Clippers, uh, Warriors, and Cleveland, and I kind of have to know matchups and yeah, before. Yeah. So it's like I kind of put them off. You know, it's like no, no, it, it, not I, writing them off. I'm just putting them off, knowing that they're going to win these games. Sure, and and, and I get that, but it's just like they, you just quietly see their stats adding up, and like, oh crap, I got to watch them again because they're they're getting they're getting to be a fun team to watch, and they're, I mean. We get into some awesome moments from this week, and yeah, man, sure. they had a couple of really, really awesome plays. All right, I want to just quickly s- state that Tuesday, I think, is the worst day that I've picked the entire season. I think it was twenty percent that night. I don't. If, if, if I, maybe I, don't, I think I was a no man. I don't know. I I might have gotten zero that night. I I'm not. Ex- I got to go back and run my stats on right. that, but. There were so many upsets, and this is—I believe this is the game where you said you saw a, you saw a bet on Twitter, like a hundred, a hundred dollar parlay, yeah. over these games. And I'm like, man, if you, 
what a a hundred dollar bet turned into like twenty one thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. Right. Unbelievable. But how you? I mean, you can't pick the Nets over the Clips, not the way that they're playing. And how how the heck are you supposed to pick the Magic over the Spurs? Granted, the the Magic have moments that they're they're watchable, but other times I can't I can't even watch them. So. Um, yeah, Aaron Gordon's been picking it up as of late. He's kind of finding his role in this team, which I thought they were going to feature him more. They are barely featuring him. Mm-hmm. And just a quick note, I think you know Serge Ibaka is who he is. He's not going to be a star. He's mm-hmm. not like a superstar. Mm-hmm. You can't run your offense around him. So they've figured it out. They've distributed differently now. And um, I think it's they're fun. bringing like Nick Vukovic off the bench, which is crazy because that's <laughs> their starting center. <laughs> just eh, just keep him on yeah. keep him on the bench. Um, I guess the only other thing that I want to talk about in gameplay is that Thursday game between the Rockets and Warriors. You know what? I mean, that goes to double OT. I, that's what – that to me is like a playoff caliber game early in the season. And it's just like I love that. I love I love how fast-paced it is. I love how well that Harden's playing. I, I love that it shows the Warriors' vulnerability because it, as a fan – it's that that's everything you kind of hope for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it might not be the outcome if you're that the Warriors fan. However, you 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 want people to be able to contend with the people on the top. I mean, because mm-hmm. that going into this season, it's like there are clear favorites to run away with the season. And week six has kind of shown us that you know the Giants can fall. Yeah, and a little bit. And you know it may not be the overarching trend of the rest of the season, but. It's it's still it's still a fact that you you have to play every game. Right. You have to play every game. You, you can't just write it off because you know what there are there are very very hungry teams that that Nets team can win games. That Knicks team can Knicks can definitely win. Dude, the Bucks the Bucks are going to be a contender. Like not this year, no. not this year, but what they're putting together over there they're and with the talent that they have they will not be out of the discussion that much longer. They have a borderline superstar right now. Um, it's insane what's going on in yeah. Milwaukee. Watching like the storylines, not necessarily the games. Um, this Rockets-Warriors game for me yeah, told me a different story. I was kind of very upset at this game. Um, I know it was one of the highlights of the, the year so far, probably one of the top games of the year. Uh, this is my opinion on no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. And I, I agree. It was entertaining. It was high octane. It was probably a playoff caliber matchup type game. And it should have been they shot approximately 93s <laughs> that's like that's like casual i don't give a shit offense like yeah. they're really just chucking yeah and they made 24 combined 24 26 threes on 90 shots yeah no i i i, I get it i get it but what, what's gonna happen i mean <laughs> i mean, well, I I mean th- I they're definitely i don't think houston's strong enough on the interior to like no. to run any sort of big man offense, no, and and, right, and, right. and they're definitely not going to do that, do that the pull up inside jumper like a DeRozan or something like yeah. that. Why do that? They're not they're not going to do that. They're they're playing, mm-hmm. they're essentially playing Golden State's game. Yeah, and so I mean, and that's what was really sparking my interest in the game is how they were com- um, basically defeating Golden State in their own game. And Mike Don- Mike D'Antoni went on record saying. All we got to do is just outscore them. That's all we got to do. We don't care too much about the play defense. We got to play a little defense. We just, uh, we just have to outscore them. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? This yeah. this game was it was a landmark for probably things to come as a trend. Yeah. Um, for just gunning teams. But, like, I had a hard time watching it. 
Because there was just a lot of bricks. You know, yeah. like no, I, I got it you. It was fast paced. It was a lot of energy. It, it, it was a lot it's, of it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of some of the best shooters in the NBA. It, it is a lot of offense. It is fast paced. I, I do like. I do like that. I, I get. I get what you're saying, but you know that's. But that's why a a Golden State Clips game mm-hmm. is going to be even yeah. better because yeah. it, the the Clips aren't going to play that, and they could play the bigs inside. So that is going like matching that three ball against the inside mm-hmm. the inside play of you know DeAndre and everybody. Like, yeah. So. I mean that that to me is an interesting game. Plus those guys, what they do on defense is is a lot better. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but let's talk about some all kind of awesome awesome moments and some big stats from this last week from some of these games. So you want to kick it off with this Matt Barnes thing? I know that you found this. Oh yeah, this was like the first day of this week. Uh, sure. On Sunday, um, he was lobbing it for Rudy Gay, and he lobs it from almost half court and just goes in. <laughs> So Rudy Gay's up there trying to grab it, and it sure. just goes in. Sure, it's hysterical. Oh, so I I saw this second one. This is uh, this is Rudy Gobert's block on Nene, and like Nene's not a small dude. Yeah. Nene's what he must be seven, right? Seven feet, probably about seven feet. But he's you know old and gray now. <laughs> he's gray on his dreads, you know. Yeah. Oh man. So you have this as an awesome moment. I I'm like I don't know. It might be a you know. WTF moment as well. Doc Rivers is just furious. What? So this is the. Uh, oh, it's an awesome moment for me. Oh, it's an awesome moment for you because he should have been given several of these types of ejections in the past. He's been <laughs> having the most lenient, you know, yeah, repertoire in terms of how to uh, attack a co- attack a ref. But um, he finally, finally gets ejected. And what's so awesome about it is his reaction. He was going off, like, hold me back style, like I'm gonna like come and cut you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, well, then he, and, oh, and then as he was walking off, he was high fiving fans. Was, yeah, like, <laughs> I think he got hit with like a fifteen thousand oh, dollar yeah. fine or something like that, yeah, which is good. It. Which is good. I mean, he just kind of went off. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this as an awesome moment. Yeah. Minute uh, uh, Ginobili ended up like. He, he hit, like, a three at the end of one of the quarters, and he hit, like, a three towards the end of the game, like, right near the end of the game. He just kept making these, like, freeze-frame shots, and it was just like, what is going on? He still, he still got it. Huh? Yeah. Okay, a couple notable stats for this last week. Horford, Horford had six blocks on the second, as well as Robin Lopez. I, I was really digging deep for this one. Robin Lopez had eight blocks on, on the 30th. So that's incredible. Whoa. Okay, so give the give the great news. This is this is one this of the highlights. Great news. This is great news. So but I want you to I want you to share it. Well, specifically because I watched this game four times. Is that why? You just admitted to everybody that you did that. So <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. The rationale. So I, what I really like about the NBA is they're trending towards these home and home games where you play one uh, game uh, at home against an opponent and you fly to their city and you play them at home in an opposing conference yeah. the next game. Yep. And it's not back-to-back. Usually it's like um, a day or two off. So you get to kind of like – it's like a mini-series. So New York and Minnesota has their home-and-home this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Minnesota lost to New York in incredibly emotional fashion. <laughs> they couldn't even inbounds their last in their last play. Yes. Um, which is a topic on its own. It's an episode on its own, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Carl Anthony Towns – after saying he needs to do more, he's not doing enough, scores 47, a career high, 47, and 18, and like three blocks, two steals. He was man on fire, man. He was un- yeah. unstoppable. And um, 
the duel that he had with Kristaps Porzingis was probably the reason why I kept watching this game. <laughs> like I watched it live, yeah. live in Lower Queen Anne and yes. the last seconds in Ballard. Yes. Then I came home, cried, watched, rewatched it again, watched it again, cried, watched it again, watched cried it again. again. <laughs> but I just had to dissect like why that happened, and uh, I'm sorry that I'm taking too much time on this. But no, uh, no, it's dude, right. I, I loved it because I think out of the three that Minnesota has, yeah, the first person I would think that would go over forty is Levine. Yeah, he's already done thirty twice. Yeah, and then Wiggins goes off. Yeah, for forty-seven mm-hmm. against Philadelphia a few weeks ago. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Towns just kind of man-possessed before. Like, no. I've seen him score 30 a couple times. Yeah. You know In the second season, he scores 47. That's insane. You know what's crazy? So I was doing some uh, some calculations for the season. looks like Wiggins and Towns are both in the top 20 in scoring. Like, they're, they're, they're back-to-back. Wow, that's awesome. So, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. Hey, so you, you might as well hit on this stat because I think this is in that same game. Yeah, well, Davis. Uh, no, no, but Kylo Quinn. Oh yeah, so then the first game was uh, the first game. Uh, Kyle uh, Kyle Quinn was a no show. He didn't even show up. It was Kristaps <laughs> and this, these other pr- unpronounceable names yeah. just going off, and like uh, Hernan Gomez and uh, Kuzma, King Cuz and uh, versus Towns. In the second game, Towns was like non-existent for three quarters. Mm-hmm. He ends up with twenty points, but Kyle O'Quinn, <laughs> who is that guy? <laughs> he just shares the same beard length as me, and. Um, no, he was a monster, like 20-20 type of game. Mm-hmm. He was like 20 points, 18 rebounds, like three block shots. He just out-hustled one on five for the most part, the Timberwolves, wow. in their second game in New York. It was awesome to see because it's like I like rooting for the young, you know, like the – You you are a major Kylo Quinn fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like his game, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And we lack those in the NBA this year or this uh, season. A couple of just quick hit – Quick hit stats, not kind of delving into the game. Davis had 41 over the Lakers, which is a huge performance. Cousins. Cousins had a monster game. Yeah. He had 36 and 20 versus Washington. When he's on, man. He's on. When he's making threes, it's, like, unfair. Yeah. And he's shooting threes this season. It's, like. But, so, what I was getting to earlier was. So, Cousins had that 36 and 20 performance versus Washington. But Wall had 15 assists in that game as well. So, it's, like. You're you're getting to watch a great underrated game, yeah. Because great players, but it's just the matchup. It's not a headline matchup this season. So, but to see those guys go off like that, incredible. Yeah, yeah. All right, a couple. This is it's a new portion of the segment. A couple plays of the week. Kenneth Fareed has a ridiculous dunk from last night. So, and we're gonna share a couple of these on our Twitter feed for sure. Uh, Marcus Saul makes this like. He makes this pass where he like throws it back over his head and yeah. it goes to somebody who just like ends up dunking it. Right. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? He just kind of like volleyball tosses it. Yeah. And then uh, another another of the other blah, 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 another of the plays that I saw was Ronnie how, Hollis Jefferson. Thank you, um, Reg. Dude, he, he just like break like legit is breaking <laughs> ankles on this play. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and then there, there are a couple, there are a couple of other plays, a couple of dunks that happen, that are worth mentioning here because, dude, the T Wolves, the T Wolves, even if they can't win games, they can dunk better than anybody in the NBA. They'll be in the top ten of plays of the, of the night every night. Yes, so they actually probably made like two or three top ten plays of the month. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. I saw that video. Um, this Towns dunk. Yeah. 
brought me like in a new level of fandom because yeah. I've never seen anyone cock it back yeah. like that in midair. Yeah. Um, as like a seven seven footer. You Everybody, know? You're, you're you're missing it. That this is where we need a video podcast because Guy is just he's reenacting. I'm just he's just reenacting everything. He's not he's not kicking his leg up Draymond style, but he is he is throwing it down just like Towns. Yeah. Um, Shabazz makes this monster like left handed dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was earlier in the week, and okay, this is this is in contention for one of the best plays that I've seen maybe within the last year. LeBron just like takes off after a miss after a missed free throw attempt and he just like puts it back. But he's running up from half court. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. From I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy cow, look right. at that hustle. Like it's not like it's not like you're 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 getting this it, this is not like a op, like a Saturday open gym kind of thing. This is a live NBA game. Yeah. Like he is just he's going up over the top of everybody else. Absolutely the, incredible, man. That moment of like um, relaxation, right? Yeah. When you're sitting there at the line, having them shoot the free throws, knowing that it's going to go in. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, I guess I have to box out. Like, you just throw your hands yeah. out, and LeBron's already past you. Yeah. Getting the ball Le- for a dunk. Le- LeBron's play, as well as, I don't think it was this week, but there was a play from West Westbrook just, like, boxed people. <laughs> they have Westbrook at the line. You know, typically, you don't have your point guard at the, like, boxing people out, but he is just, like, He's just like going two on one and winning the rebound battle. I'm just like, this is nuts. This, this is going to come back in the three man or the, the yeah, give and go this week. The give and go, yes. Um, but it's about Westeros book for uh, sure. All right, um, so, and his effort. So I did a ton of research because I believe I am the only one out there conducting this stat for the old man's. So let me let me talk about a few people that have 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 visited the old man's <laughs> lounge this week. Yeah. Um, uh. Dude, so I, I don't actually know how to pronounce his first name. Is it Costa Kufus? Costa Kufus. Kufus. Yeah. Um, so he had, he had zero points in nine minutes. That's not terrible. You know, when Bo- you're at, you know when you're in an airport and you have that Delta Sky Lounge? <laughs> yeah. Right next. Right next to it. Yeah. Just like what type of drink? Like they have to pick their preferences if they show up enough. PBR. Like wh- where would you like to sit? Where would you where would you like to sit? Would you like to see another better game than, than you just played? <laughs> you just played. Um Boris Akondia, he, uh, he he goes for zero and fourteen. Absolutely terrible. Shout out to Senegal Bot. <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith. I don't even who know. Is who, this guy? I, I don't even know who this player is. There's I, another Finney in the game. I guess. I guess he goes for zero and eighteen. All right. So this one absolutely shocked me. Mike Mascala goes for probably one of the worst performances of the season. He's had an insane year this so far. No, he's shooting. He was. Earlier this season, he was leading. shooting leading yeah. field goal percentage for the league. So, and he goes for zero points in 29 minutes. I, what are you doing out there? I can get, I can understand nine minutes. I can even understand 14 minutes. Like you just, you're not involved in the right plays. <laughs> 29 minutes, 29 minutes with no points. Get out of here, man. You do not deserve to start. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Uh, J.R. Smith also goes for zero one night. So you know what? Thanks for visiting the old man's lounge, guys. I really, I really think we're going to see a couple of you again, but es- <laughs> yeah. especially, uh, especially Mr. Boris Akon Dio. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other terrible moments, dude. The fact that the Kings Philly game was postponed and postponed last minute due to like a condensation issue. Mm-hmm. What? What? What is happening? <laughs> is this is like these are like. Hundred million dollar enterprises, like somebody can't figure out how to uh, 
to have the proper temperature on the court. This is absolutely insane. The fact the fact that Boogie Cousins is running a mop, mop. <laughs> over the court, yeah. absolutely terrible. Right. So, oh man, the J.R. Smith, the J.R. Smith, J.R. <laughs> Smith. This is a this was a shacked in a fool moment. Yeah. Number one. But man, what the heck was he doing? He was so he's chatting it up with what Jason with Jason Terry in yeah. this this game. He's legitimately like off court. him. Huh? He's, he's hugging. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I I guess I didn't look that closely. I know that he was talking to him, but he hugged Jason Terry in the middle of a play and just like completely missed it. And, like yeah. then like then complete in the interview afterwards. He's he, wearing a ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> just Do you know what he says? He says he has an alter ego. Yeah, one that doesn't play basketball doesn't play. in in the middle of games. So Absolutely incredible. Well, All right. Welcome to the Omens. So the last terrible moment, last terrible moment. Can you talk about this Andre Drummond issue with uh, Roy Hibbert? Oh, yeah. So Andre Andre Drummond uh, was assessed a flagrant one foul, and it was a crazy, like, no one was wanting to give up the ball type of foul. Um, like, they're both at it. And then after the rebound was finally assessed to Roy Hibbert, Andre Drummond just goes whack right into his face yeah. with the elbow and yeah. assessed a flagrant one. Oh, wow. Like, and the stupid thing, man, Detroit ends up winning the game mm-hmm. without Drummond. Yeah. But he was tossed with four own, like four minutes left in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. So then whole second half, they just didn't have a center. And wow. they still end up winning. You don't have Reggie Jackson. You don't have Andre Drummond. How are you going to win games? I guess they did. Yeah, I guess. But again, you couldn't really bet on hardly anything this week. So, all right. So we oh, I said flagrant run. I'm sorry. It's flag- it was a flagrant, too. Flagrant, too. All right, so we've renamed our next segment. Now, this was the Star Boys and Kid Cuddies last week, and we are now turning it to Turning the Corner and Timmy Turner's. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It's going to uh, change every week. Uh, perfect. All right, so let's go into a couple people that are turning the corner this week and really kind of really amping it up, showing what they're worth. James Harden, man. I, I'm starting with James Harden. I just just watching this guy. I mean, he is just he is doing it all. He is he is making himself a a potential nominee. And we'll yeah, get... you know, this is about like under the radar players. Okay, but you this week was all about James Harden. Honestly, you have to bring him up in this week. Well, I I, I have to bring it up as yeah. as as the fact like he is just showing what he's worth. I it's it's like Steph Curry being the most improved. It doesn't really kind of make sense, <laughs> but you you do have to talk about him in this conversation as. As long as we're talking about another like superstar in this, dude, Greek Freak is still climbing. He is still climbing, and he is man. He's 22 years old. This was, let's that sink in. Oh gosh. Oh in, my gosh. In a draft where we could have actually had drafted, have drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. As a Timberwolves fan, we got Gorky Jang and Shabazz Muhammad instead. Uh. And Rudy Gobert is making just statements after statements yes. in games. Yes. He's got that little curly cue in his hair, and he's blocking shots and taking <laughs> names. You know, it's yeah. insane. All right. So a couple of other – I'm yeah. going to say it that Taj Gibson has has put up some decent numbers now. So is he number seven? I don't know. MTG? I don't know. You'll, moved, you'll have to defend it. I so. mean, uh, yeah, I moved him up to double bogey status. You know, he's not on par yet. He's, <laughs> he's a double bogey. He's not on my list yet, but he's moved up a notch or, okay. or a, a line on my, my – Wide ruled page. Can okay, so you got to talk talk yeah. to me about a couple of these guys because I don't have the same familiarity familiarity so, with them. So, I know who they all are. Of yeah, course, yeah. So like Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon are just showing 
who they are and who they could have been on the Pelicans yeah. on the Rockets. Yes. I think D'Antoni knows how exactly how to use them. Okay. Almost so that he's now taken Eric Gordon out of the starting lineup and put him in a Manu Ginobili role on the bench. And he's the first man. He's their sixth man. He's an immediate sixth man of the year candidate. Eric Gordon is just lights on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Um, lights out? Light, I don't know. Lights out. Everything. Lights out. Everything. <laughs> uh, Ish Smith, man. Who would have thunk it, right? Like, he's... He's probably had zero or two turnovers in the past zero to two turnovers in the past week of games. That's three games or something. Yeah, and like almost log thirty some assists. Wow! And they've been killing it, man. Like a team without a Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond wins the game. You know, I just mentioned that Ish Smith like goes off on that game. Wow! Um, he's about to be you know demoted back to the bench because Reggie Jackson's on his way up. Yeah, but you know, with Reggie Jackson being out, we we put this team out. We yeah. have no chance. And he, they're right there. They're ninth, 10th seed. They're ready to make a move. Does it make him uh, – let, let, let me pose a hypothetical here. Does, this, does it make him a – does it make him trade bait for next season? Because is, essentially he's showing, he's showing that he might be worth a little bit more than his value is currently assessed at. Correct. Okay. But, all right. It's a nice insurance, but yeah, that's right. All right. I, so I kind of want to create a new segment of like people I want in the Wolves <laughs> – and this guy, Sam Decker, yeah. is someone who I really, really wanted last year on the Wolves. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't get him. We didn't get another draft pick to get him. I, I need to he be— He was injured. He was on the same team as Frank Kaminsky. Oh, He was injured okay. in Houston all season, so he didn't play. Okay. He's their best power forward on the Rockets team right wow. now. Wow, wow. They have Nene. They have Montrezl Harrell. They have all these other names. Yes. Um, Sam Decker, Yeah. he's we gotta insane f- from three. <laughs> He's getting all these putbacks, dunks, and and uh, and he's the only one on that team who's like shooting a two pointer. You know, like it's incre- incredible. And he's playing poised defense. Like he was actually really known for his defense in Wisconsin. Insane. And final note: the league leading bench, probably a a, a knock on the league worst starting mm-hmm. five is the Lakers. Their bench is the best, the yeah. league best. Wow, they are crushing it. Lou Lou Williams. And uh, Jordan Clarkson, yep. Larry Nance Jr., man, they are they are thieves, and they are just running and gunning with them. I like their, it. Their style. And it's fun because, you know, I hate the fact that Nick Young's out because he's always a character to watch. Yeah. I, I kind of don't care also, but um, they're doing okay without him, you know. And the, yeah. With D'Angelo Russell being out, they're also doing okay. And, you know, maybe we're talking a little too long on these topics, but um, – as much as they are turning the corner, there are equal amounts of Timmy Turners. <laughs> um, let's just start, you know, right at the top with uh, blonde Dude. blonde tips. Uh, I was watching. Smart. I was just watching Marcus Smart play, and he's just making dumb moves. He's and I was flopping just like, all over the place. Too. I just I couldn't watch it. It was just excruciating. He, he like jumped into a player in a game. I'm like, yeah, just whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? So let let's skip down to this Atlanta. Oh, dude, Atlanta. Are you you nominating the whole team as a Timmy Turner? The whole team. <laughs> I'm I'm including you know, literally all of them. Wow. Um, you know, I I even have Ken Bazemore as a separate category. <laughs> how bad he's doing, in addition to the fact that he's on the team that's also in this category. That's incredible. Atlanta was the second seed the last time we talked about them. Yes, yes. They are out of the playoffs right now. Wow. They went from eight and two. Yes. To ten and ten, <laughs> that's Vikings bad. That's Vikings bad, and yeah. you can't go. If you're Vikings bad, you got to just jump off the bridge and restart. Yeah. Um, we said that last week that we were thinking that we should they should blow it up, and I'm 
I'm thinking they're figuring it. They're figuring it out. And I think we we're on it, man. Yeah, we, we know this. Uh, you know, I got Portland. Um, they're really struggling right now. Uh, as much I didn't, I did not watch them much this last week. So they're really struggling to kind of keep people out of the post. Okay. Um, I think they're probably uh, depleted in terms of uh, strength, like okay. bench strength. Um, they're not keeping up with games as much as uh, they should. You know, they're getting blown out a little bit, and sure. their offense is tanking. Um, Jabari Parker, Jalil Okafor, all net negatives. Um, the entire Wolves bench. Get the fuck out of here. Let's restart. Let's yeah. get some new blood. <laughs> Power the pack. All right. So let's let's pose a couple of questions. I don't want to go through full standings today, but I do want to talk about a couple of questions. Yeah. Kind of, you know, you, you hit on Atlanta. However, looking at the record, it looks like it looks like the I mean the Raptors are really they've they've lost one more game than Cleveland. They are playing with Cleveland at that at that pace. Sure, yeah, they're both like on Is it is it possible that the Raptors could end up in the in in the first seed? Yeah. Wow. wow. It's possible. It's it's unlikely, but I think it's it's more possible than the beginning of the season, I think. Okay. Just because of how I'm how we're seeing those two guys play. Uh, night in, day in, night out. Yeah. They're in order to win, they need to score fifty plus a night. Yeah, the two of them, and they're yeah. doing that on. A, they're on doing the it, and they're playing the whole game. Yeah. So I mean, they're, yeah, they're leading the league in minutes, yeah. six shots, and everything. Yeah, 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 that's funny. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, okay, a couple of other questions. So, so moving moving from the east to the west, if the Lakers end up making the eighth seed, who gets bounced? Who gets bounced from last year or from from this year from from the current top eight? Yep, the current top easily eight. Portland. It's Portland's eight right now. Okay, easily Portland. That's insane. If the Lakers, Luke Walton's, get in there <laughs> before you know Portland and Damian Lillard. Sure. And then the the other question that I have, the other question that, <laughs> that I have is, you shake your magic crystal ball. Where do you think that Memphis lands? Memphis is sitting in like four. Yeah. Sitting in four right now. Yeah. Where do they finally land? This team to me is still like highly variable as to what's going to happen. You and I both had them out of the playoffs. Yes. And MTG had them in this as like the sixth seed or something. Yeah. No, I don't think they make the playoffs, dude. They have a terrible roster outside of their like core three, four players. Yeah. They're just they're workhorses. Their grind, you know, house mentality is great. Sure, it's um, they're relying on Vince Carter playing as a forty year old. You know, that's a kind of <laughs> that's a gray area. No, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> but like Mike Conley being out for two months, they're now relying on Aaron Harrison. And who is that exactly? It's Aaron Harrison as their starting point guard. Uh. And Wade Baldwin the fourth, as great as he is, um, you know, in terms of a prospect. He's a prospect. He's garbage right now. Okay. And he can't make a bucket. So I was using a term uh, when I was when I was talking to somebody on social media. I was using a math term. I'm like, oh, he's garbage to the nth power. So <laughs> yeah. when, when I can't define how bad he really is, so yeah. um, he's so bad that we have to switch the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Gay. So we're gonna get out of uh, kind of the gameplay for this last week in standings. Move over to the give and go. We are back. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh, that? man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globe try to share around my body spinning on my finger right now. The second candidate is Grand Fist. I'm just saying. That's the closing part. 
You got to kick it off with. Uh, you have some special stats, some special I think, stats. I think every some, week, some you know, some special uh, things to kick off this segment. I think every week I'm going to bring like a uh, the social media stat track. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm I love call it. it the social media stack track back fat. It's like it's like a it's like a useless stat, but it's fun to you know observe. How long did it take you to come up with that name? That I mean, that's incredible. I mean. I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> I'm watching a Timberwolves game that we clearly lost you, you're watching four times it, over. You're watching it four times, so clearly there's a couple of hours in the night that you, that you might have for this. Okay, so hit him with the hard 20. Um, we have a player in the NBA. Currently. Okay. <laughs> you suck. I'm trying to like be dramatic about it. Okay. Damn you, damn you. <laughs> Currently has more points than Carmelo. Okay. A player that has more points than Carmelo. Okay. More rebounds than Blake Griffin. Is this for the season or for yeah, all time? This is this is this season only. Okay. This is the the social media season stat. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. More assists than Mike Conley, which is kind of like he's injured now, right? But he has more assists than Mike Conley. He has more steals currently than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. He has more blocks than Serge Ablaka. Unbelievable you use that. Okay. And he averages the same amount of minutes as his jersey number. All right, so Oh man, same amount of There's a lot of there's a lot of things to kind of consider. But here, I'll help you out here, okay? Yeah. He has his own YouTube channel. <laughs> he has his own YouTube channel. Wow. He has five videos on there. Just five videos. And the last one was of a year and a half ago. But it's still current. Oh, because man. you know what it is? No, it's him doing a dance battle in Taiwan. <laughs> I feel like it has to be Bestbrook then. It's not Bestbrook. Okay, who is it? Because eighteen months ago, I mean, I'm, I, I kind of want you to just I, dig I a have... little deeper. He has more points than Carmelo, more rebounds than Blake, more more assists than more... Conley, more steals than Kawhi. More. We've already talked about him on this podcast. That's a huge hint. Um, we've talked to oh. him multiple times. Oh, oh. We talked about Towns. No. Towns, no. I don't I don't know I don't know who this player is. You're the He's a freak, man. He's a freak. Oh the He's super freak. The Greek freak? The Greek freak. Oh, you know what? Oh, that's his own YouTube channel, oh, buddy. You that told, should have given away. No, you told you told me this. What's worse on all of this oh. is you you revealed this yes. partially to me before, <laughs> which makes this so much worse. The fact I didn't know this. <laughs> ah, all right. Whatever, man. I love it. Uh, all right. So, 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 so this so, is like a so that's your basketball stat track back fat. Uh, just <laughs> absolutely incredible. <laughs> absolutely incredible. The way you said that. Back so then. all right. So continue on with the give and go. You have a couple more things for us. Yeah, yeah. All right. So moving on. I, I'm I'm actually kind of sad that I'm bringing up Mike Conley right now because he's injured and I really I'm rooting Who for him. Who cares? Everywhere. Just talk about him. Just talk about he him. He had an insanely stupid deal that was brought up on you know like in the off season like five years, 153 million, whatever. Get the hell out of here with that kind of new money. Yes. But there were some other similar players that had some insane deals, mm-hmm. and I want you to rank these guys now. Okay. I think. Are you are you including Conley in the rank? I'm including Conley because I I okay. came up with this before you know I I saw him injured. Mike Conley, age 29, five years, 150 million. DeMar DeRozan, age 27, five years, 139, 140 million. Yep. Bradley Beal, you know, he's a young guy, five years, 127 million. Mm-hmm. Andre Drummond, young dude, 100, or 127 million for five years. Yep. 
Nicholas Batum, a little older, you know, 27, 28, five years, 120 million. Yep. And finally, the oldest of the bunch, Al Horford, 30 years old. Yep. Four years for 100 and, you know, 115 million about. Okay. Rank them. Okay. I'm going to, so starting at the top, I'm going, I'm going with DeMar DeRozan, uh, number one in terms of rank. I'm going with Horford, two. I, I'm going with Drummond three, Beal four, Conley five, and Batum six. Wow, almost identical except for my I switch Drummond and Beal. Okay. I would go, you know, uh, Beal three and uh, Drummond four. Okay. But other than that, it's the exact same. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of Mike Conley, even though I want to root for him because no. he's a cool guy. And um, Demar Derozan is showing what he's worth, though. Yeah. I, I mean, like I think he actually is worth this kind of money. Just, I mean, he's he's scoring, he's scoring, he's making. I mean, he's making Toronto a play. Like, if he leaves, I don't necessarily think they're they're not a two. (laughs) They're not a two. I don't even know if they're a top, you know, top four. Yeah. So for sure. Um, but yeah, and and Horford, Horford is showing that he can do it all, and I I think he's worth that money. It might be, it might be a little excessive, but all these contracts are crazy, so it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't really kind of phase me at but all. But I think we're kind of like a quarter of the way into the season. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of reassess what happened in the, the madness of the offseason mm-hmm. in these insane deals, you yeah. know? And so Yeah, I, I think I think Conley's was I mean, he's he's been hurt, so you can't you can't completely fairly judge it. Yeah. Um just on kind of pure talent in an unadulterated state. But you know, I think it's I think it was excessive how much they paid. You know, if he's if he's in the five year, hundred and thirty million dollar deal, and exactly on and on par with some of these other guys, maybe I, he goes up on a couple, but that's it. You know. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think he should pass that one hundred fifty no. million dollar raise. All right, so I want to. I want to move from the ranking. I want to move to. I, I. This is a great conversation. So, I believe it's is it last episode or two episodes ago where we talked about kind of our thoughts on. The MVP picture. It was last week. Yeah. Uh, la- there's just there's so much basketball going on. I'm just trying to keep up. It's with okay. It but uh, so the question the question that you've posed yeah. is so we did our rank of the top five, but we're gonna we're gonna scrap the top five for right now, and we're gonna say who do we think are the top three players as of as of right now? In order, well, let's do it in order. I I'm gonna challenge you on this. Okay. We're gonna do it in order. So start from the top. Russell Westbrook. Okay. What's your number one? Westbrook, by far. Westbrook was my season was my pick before the season. This is why I brought it up, because okay. I'm changed tunes right now. Wow. Top uh, player two? Yes. Kevin Durant. Player two, Anthony Davis. And my player three, James Harden. James Harden gets number three and for you know me who as I listed? Well. <laughs> I listed all f- former and current Oklahoma City Thunder players. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> They are actually legit. I'm not making this up. Like, yeah. I am kind of making up well, a, a random like list. But they are at the top of their game, the peak of their game. I'm not sure I'm ready to say this is still Steph Curry's team. I'm really, really sold on the fact that Kevin Durant's taken over this team mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Steph Curry has fallen out on two games already this season. And he's kind of looking like, you know, a, not a shell of himself for sure, but he's definitely looking like he's regressed just a little bit. Kevin Durant is like 30 points automatically, even if it's quiet. Even if it's quiet. And you know what? He went from a stick, 215 pounds, mm-hmm. to 245 in the offseason. Yep. And he's running as much as he used to. And he's 
blocking. He's the best defender on their team outside of Draymond right now. Mm-hmm. You can't give enough love right now for Kevin Durant. No, I, I, I don't think you can give. I, I think you could still put him in the top five. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the voters, for the voters who are going to cast this vote, yeah. they're going to split the votes. So, but I think. I think, and this goes back to a different argument, a different problem that we've discussed, that I think Anthony Davis is is still putting up incredible numbers. I love it, man. And and he is now winning games for them. He is unfortunately they're not going to be a playoff contender. They they just aren't winning enough. However, he is turning around. I think they potentially can go to five hundred. So, you know what? With that sort of like. That sort of ability and that sort of domination from one one player. I mean, it's not. It's it's definitely not Westbrook domination. But like, in his big games, he is an absolute monster. So, and he's going for forty and fifty and just like, absolutely showing the everything best, he's worth. The best part about this is that I don't even disagree with you. Uh, he should be in my top three as well because of what he's doing. No, but he's not someone who has the ball in his hands and he's doing this. Yeah, that's the most craziest. Thing yes. I've ever heard. <laughs> a guy who's scoring 40, a guy who's scoring 45, and he doesn't bring the ball up the court. Yeah. He doesn't like get the ball immediately even. He's like not he's first option for sure, but he's getting the ball like 10 seconds left in the shot clock, sure. I think. It's insane for me to see that. I love what the Pelicans are doing in terms of their status mm-hmm. and their you know, they're trending for sure. Um they need a piece, you know, they need someone yes. right now yes. to kind of help alleviate some of the burden because for them to win, I said this about, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan for the Pelicans to win, Anthony Davis needs to have these kind of stats. So it's a little crazy for me to see if he keeps this up. But he's been keeping it up and he's been proving me wrong all season yeah. long. Hey, so I'm sorry, I'm I'm on this like high of this top three right now. Yes. Because Russell Westbrook didn't make my top five last week. Yes. And I kind of understood that <laughs> Put he's him for at real. One. Yeah. No, Put he's him at for real. He's fucking for real. Mr. Mr. Triple Double. Yeah. Mr. Triple Double. And he's like, what is he? He's averaging a triple double. He's averaging a triple and double. And he's oh, so he's basically scored nine triple doubles and, and basically put himself equal to LeBron <laughs> in terms of triple doubles over like the 300, course of 300 their careers. Few, yeah, over the course of their careers. Absolutely incredible. I I, I I shit you not. I just put a, I just put a Bestbrook jersey on my Christmas list. Oh so. man, you want me to reach out and touch you? Or? Uh, no, oh. I'm just I'm just <laughs> just just showing emotion. Oh, just, okay. It's it's just it's just pure Bestbrook emotion. I want to be <laughs> I want to be at the top of my game. I want to be Bestbrook level right oh, now. Yeah. You know, so That's no, awesome. absolutely absolutely awesome. He's just taking over games in in a very um, unprecedented level. Yeah, um, one that hasn't been recorded since. You know, the, the, you know, blocks and rebounds been yeah. recorded in the league. I got to ask you, though, they're dipping in the standings a little bit right now. A, li- a little bit. A little bit. But I still think they're in it. I think Oladipo is playing better. I think I think Adams is still playing okay. Um, Cantor is also playing a lot better right Cantor's now. Cantor is playing okay. I, I, th- I think they have enough to kind of be in that 4-5 seed. I don't they, – they definitely don't have enough to catapult them up. They, they could settle down to the six. I think anywhere from that four to six is, is probably where you'll see them land. I don't think – I do not think – I think they're better than an eight. I, th- okay. I think they're better than eight, and I think they're probably better than a seven because I think I, I think the Jazz are probably down there. The Lakers are probably J- – Lakers and, you know, we, we talked about the Wolves, but that's not going to happen. That's not happening. Um, you, you know, know and, and Portland is yeah. – pro- you know. They're on that bubble right now. 
Um, so OKC as an eight seed would be the best thing for me because it's OKC versus Golden State. No, so I don't want. Like, I don't want to see it right away. It's just that's that's too much hype right oh away. I'd God. have to just take off a lot of work and just watch all of those no. games. I mean, you're building up your vacation time just for that moment. <laughs> I, I have to. I have Westbrook's to. Even though I don't get paid, I would just. I gotta take give it you. I gotta give you a question though. Okay. It's like a thought that I don't know if I agree with anymore. Okay. But I, I used to have this feeling before the podcast, honestly. Sure. That stat padding exists in the NBA. And to the point where, you know, Kevin Love on the Wolves would get that 30-30 game. Or, yeah. you know, Anthony Davis right now, you know, was getting the, four, the first game, even though they lost, you know, those games that they were losing, he was scoring like 47 and stuff. Yeah. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, people that are legit stat padding to some degree. Is Westbrook stat padding? Is he, is he is, really? Can you, can you clarify what you mean by stat? Like, yeah. He's trying to get all the uncontested rebounds. He's trying to get oh. all these passes to get this triple double. He's trying to score. I don't, but no. I don't. I don't think it is. I th- I think he's. I mean, just, I agree with you. He just dominates it. I I, I do think that that scenario is definitely possible. Yeah. And yeah, you probably you probably do it when you're trying to get more. You know, to get more fans and to definitely create a situation where there's where there's a dominant player. I could see it more from an Anthony Davis than I could see it from Westbrook. He's played at that level for a long time. Yeah, and is. it's just he is busting out and showcasing what he's worth being in charge of that team. So I I think I don't think I don't think there's Westbrook stat padding. I, I think he's I think he's completely for real. I wanna I wanna I wanna pose one additional thought though on on the uh, on the top three for the MVP. Yeah. That I would not be surprised whatsoever to see James Harden end up in two. I'm not I'm not willing to say that yet, but I like I'm not willing to like definitively state that, but I'm I'm willing to like to go out on a limb saying that 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 is a potential scenario. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't Isn't that crazy? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> Just crazy. Just from the, the Dwight Mayor that was last season. <laughs> um Yes. You know, I have a lighter subject. It's more of a question, and I know the answer. Obviously, that's why I'm asking you. But sure. I, w- I want to see if you can figure this out. Okay. So we know there's a lot of threes being shot this year. Yeah. Unprecedented level amount of threes. Okay. But do you know which position is leading the league in three-point percentage right now? Um, I, I think it's definitely the... If you want, you know, like point guard. No, no, I think it's the center because I think center. I think Embiid and, and uh, Towns and... Porzingis. Porzingis. Like, these people are shooting pretty well. Cousins. So. They're leading the league. Wow. Three-point percentage. Wow. What a day to be alive. (laughs) All right. Hey, we're going to come back with the business of the NBA after we take a short break. All right. Okay. We're back from our break. We're back into the the business of basketball, this week in basketball. Um, Boy, there's a lot going on just in terms of league news. So let's kind of start it off from the top, sharing a couple of awards from this last week. So Bestbrook was Western Conference Player of the Month for November, and LeBron was the Eastern Conference Player of the Month for November as well. Both, uh, so Embiid and Jamal Murray were both named Rookies of the Month in their respective conferences. Right. Um, I think that's I think that's great. J- Jamal Murray is is definitely a, a name that we're going to keep hearing, and it's just like <laughs> yeah. I mean we've we've talked about him a little. But he is he is showing what he's what he's worth, and it's great to see him in a place like Denver, where he really has an opportunity to shine. Where there's yeah, just man. he's not being overshadowed. He, he's not experiencing the Kevin Love syndrome. Well put, well put. So hey, talk about this uh, Isaiah Austin. Sure. So he's scenario. like this uh, seven foot two guy, kind of like um, Dirk style uh, player. Okay. Coming out of Baylor, 
He was drafted by the NBA, not by a team what? in 2014. Here, I'll tell you why. Okay. He was diagnosed with Marfan syndrome. Oh, okay. Making him ineligible to play in the NBA because mm. it would be at risk of his life because Marfan syndrome is basically um, a disease, a super rare disease where your uh, your you know uh, cells and uh, organs don't have proper connectivity. Okay. okay. To the point where there's lack of connectivity. Okay. Okay. So he was diagnosed this, and he was, you know, drafted by Adam Silver as the first, you know, the first uh, draft that Adam Silver was leading, mm-hmm. and it was an amazing moment. Like everyone was crying about this, and then he was, you know, part of the NBA staff. And he, since then, he's been trying to get second to thirty second to one hundred thirty second uh, opinions from doctors to let him play. Yeah, he was told he was ineligible. Yep. Finally. The 132nd doctor wow. told him he's cleared to play. Wow. Okay. So congratulations, Isaiah Austin. You you can now potentially be eligible to be picked up by an NBA team. Hey, that's a that's a great story. Is yeah. it though? I'm scared. Like, kind of well, honestly, I'm scared well, shitless. I, I'm not, why? Why be scared? I mean, like, I mean, he's he's going after his dream. Obviously, he still has to clear the hurdles to actually to actually play yeah. in the game. Yeah. So I mean, yes, you've been technically cleared from your doctors, but it's now. It's now a competitive environment yeah. that you've entered. No, I think it's a great scenario. Okay, I, I okay, think it's absolutely okay. a great scenario. I, and I, I can see the flip side that you might might be scared, like what's going to happen to him. Seriously. But you know, if if it's severe, if it's Chris Bosh esque, he, he's not. He really won't play, yeah. even though he has that opinion. Sure, like, sure, sure. you know, they're not going to put somebody's health at risk, and especially if there's if there's somebody of equal aptitude that. That that can play. All but, right, yeah, you ju- I jumped the gun, I think, in that opinion. But you're right. You're but right. putting him, but putting him in a game, kind of, it's it's a hopeful thing. It's a hopeful thing with, with to people with these diseases, to to people kind of overcoming the odds. And you know, I th- I think the NFL does pretty well with that scenario of like starting, you know, definitely starting from nothing and building yeah. up to like, hey, you're the best in the sport. Um, you know, I think it's a great story for the NBA to go on, and it it started off well, so it's it's continuing all the way through. So it's it, it's fun to see these things. What what it actually amounts to, it will it will take time to actually see that play mm-hmm. out. But well, he was a top five pick before he was diagnosed, okay. and he was diagnosed two weeks before the draft, so it okay. was a big deal. Sure. Um, just also a quick note: he's legally blind in his right eye. It's it's crazy. So anyway, it's 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 a very very interesting story. We'll have to continue to watch it watch it play out. I don't I don't even know if it's like worth kind of spec. There's so many different factors involved here, yeah. just in terms of what could happen. All right, this is like this is kind of crazy. I don't even know what this award is, but we'll Seriously. talk we'll talk about it for just a, a minute or two. LeBron James is named SI's Sports Person of the Year, yeah. so I assume that this is across all sports. Yeah. Now, I can actually. I, I can side with this because right. just what he's done for the city of Cleveland, what he's done for basketball, yeah. like bringing bringing basketball basically behind the NFL in terms of popularity again. I think, yeah, I I think he deserves this type of award. And he's, oh, I agree. He, but I don't. Who who else is in the running against him? Here's like, the funny thing, though. If Steph Curry and the Warriors won the championship, yeah, I don't know if it would have gone to LeBron. No, pr- probably not. But I, but sports person of the year is so imp- is so ambiguous. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I mean, I 
I used to see this type of award going to someone like uh, yeah. Tiger Woods yeah, before yeah. he self-destructed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. But well, you he's know, won this award before. Oh, he has. Yeah. Okay. And w- whatever. It's it's just like it's like a daytime Emmy. Nobody really cares. <laughs> so, all right. I want to talk about something great. So, kind of expanding upon upon that greatness that Adams Silver invoked with Isaiah Austin. NBA legends are receiving a bunch of help from the from the players union. Awesome. Just, just in terms of actual payouts, I believe that they're they're paying out like twelve to fourteen million dollars annually to help with uh, to all legends. To, well, to help with medical assistance for for certain players. Damn right. So I I don't know the the specific ramifications just in terms of contracts and ages and all of that right now. So. Um, but I think it's I think it's awesome, and again, it's a reason why I watch the NBA because it's they they care about the player, they care about the person, and you know what? Like your health, your health matters while you're in the league, but it also matters when you're outside the league. This isn't you know this isn't the NFL. We don't just let players go to pasture and die. So absolutely incredible. So I I, I love it. I love it. Great story. All right. Yeah. So the last part of league activity that I and kind of the business of the NBA is all around the CBA. So we haven't seen the final CBA come out yet, but there is some speculation. I was uh, reading some of sure. what Mark Stein was putting out, and he's basically saying that it looks like the, the league is probably going to start seven to ten days earlier um, because they were taking out that week of preseason, which we had already heard about. Right. And so it looks like the actual season will be moved up so they can basically space it out, which is probably one of the biggest concerns in the NBA right now. There's just too many (laughs) back-to-backs causing too much injury in the game. Um, But so get this. This is actually a fun, fun thing. It could be really interesting for one of our guys. So they're potentially going to allow first-round choices to sign after year two to their next deal. Oh so to get them off that rookie contract into their into the what would be you know their their first kind yeah, of legit legit contract legit player contract, boy, if this is implemented like towns like towns is going to be the first one in this deal. Yeah, it could be it could be all interesting. three. It could be yeah. It, well, it could be interesting for uh, for T Wolves payroll. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know if I don't know if that's actually going to come to fruition. That was that was speculation, but I I do think it's a I do think it's it's an interesting scenario and it's something awesome. that the NBA probably has to address because they're they're getting these very very powerful rookies and sophomores who are producing and they're just like they don't necessarily need to sit for 3 years anymore to really make a big impact. Cuz you could see somebody like Embiid and be putting up these numbers, and like, if he put up those numbers again next year, like obviously they're going, they're you know they're uh, the Seventy Sixers are going, going to want to re-sign him, yeah. but everybody else, everybody else would try and gun him as well yeah. for for a for a max deal somewhere. Yeah, Embiid's a special case, and but the, I've always said the best deal in the NBA, the best contract is the rookie contract. Yeah, of I've course. always thought that. Yes, um, and this is really putting even more honest to that, but. Um, you know, Joe Embiid actually is going to meet his fourth year next year, <laughs> even though he's four, a rookie. Okay, all right. So he's so, a, he's a unique right. contract, but I know I get your point. I get your point. Yeah. All right, so let, let's talk a, about a little bit of player activity. Sure. Can you talk about the trade yeah. to the Nets? It wasn't a trade. It's, oh, um, what, what, this dude is not signed by Houston right now, and he okay. got signed to an okay. offer sheet from Brooklyn for four years, 32, 37 million or something. Um, 
And the Rockets were kind of just screwing him out of money mm-hmm. and screwing him out of a chance to play because they had, you know, a new regime and they sort of the bad blood, honestly. And so um, specifically this week alone, uh, you know, the Nets reached out to Demo and they now have signed him. And so now the Rockets have a couple of these matches. They won't. So he's going to be officially a Brooklyn Net. Good for him. Okay. Anyways. Interesting. So a little bit on the injury front. Uh, so Dirk, boy, I mean, as if Dallas Dallas is struggling, obviously, and they just they cannot see it. Like Dirk is not coming back yet. Conley's out for several months. Uh, D. Wade was actually sitting for, I believe, a game or two. Uh, boy. And then Robert Covington for Philly is out. Robert Covington has actually been a player that I've been watching a little bit more. He's he's he's. He's one of the like league um, potentially league leaders in steals. Oh wow! I like, knew that he had some monster steal games yeah. last season, but um, I've always thought of him as like a you know three and D type of player. Yeah. But um. So I but he's he's an impact player for Philly, yeah. and if, if Philly's gonna be in the conversation, they need all of their components. Oh, yeah. To be a part of this, um, TJ Warren, who put up some earlier numbers, is is still kind of he's still sitting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the positive side, it looks like Paul George is coming back. Oh, nice. And it also, I mean, we only have probably, what, four or six weeks left to, until we see Ben Simmons rejoin the 76ers. Is that really what's happening? It's like, in January. He's supposed to rejoin in January. So, Well, they, that, that immediately puts them as must watch, must watch TV, okay. uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but for all the right and wrong reasons. But honestly, yeah. they shouldn't bring him back. They should keep him out this whole year. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll continue. This is a great speculation piece that I'll I'll just keep <laughs> I'll just keep in for uh, sure. for days to come. Also, um, Dion Waiters was out, and I didn't even know he was out. And Who's I Dion did, Waiters? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I no. didn't even miss him. So oh, man. Um, that must have been some news somewhere. <laughs> sometime uh, from the from the fines arena. I, so I continue to plow through the fines list, even if it's even if there's really not that much activity <laughs> there. Um, st- who does Stan Johnson play for? Detroit. Okay. And it's Stanley Johnson. Stan. Oh, okay, fine. It's okay. Fine. He's yes. Stan. Stanley versus Stan. Okay, but is he the first suspension of the season? Um, I can't think of any. So okay, I I think I think he may that. he may be. Um, I do like to see Bradley Beal continuing to rack up <laughs> fines, and I, I you know, and it just it feels the the list feels right. It feels like everything's right in the world when Boogie and Bestbrook <laughs> are just are 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 leading in terms of frequency on that list. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move off the business of the NBA into a little bit lighter news. And boy, there's there's some there's some pretty funny stuff going on, and we, you know we just have to go through it. First off. I don't know. I don't know how this got reported, but I guess Steve Kerr was was like taking marijuana for back pain, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's fine. And it's just like marijuana is pretty ubiquitous in a lot of states now, and legal in a lot of states. Right. But I'm like, how is this a, a top story? I believe it was actually the top story for a while on ESPN. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, what? Uh, this was an blatant uh blatant uh inclusion into the news by steve kerr he wanted to just be like hey let's sh- let's get this conversation off of draymond's leg and oh, onto yeah. the fact that i'm i smoked weed okay great wow <laughs> and he appreciates it and he needs to be more recreational about it apparently um <laughs> uh, i love that he brought it up and it was hilarious. It was just, he was asked a random question, and he was like, "Well, I guess I probably shouldn't say this, but I smoked weed a couple times." 
All right. So you found out that it was so it's it literally is the 20th anniversary of Space Jam. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking about it. Just happy to be, anniversary. Just to be funny. <laughs> just happy happy Space Jam anniversary, everybody. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. You, we need, what is it, the Toon jersey? Toon Squad. Toon Squad. Uh, I did look at it, by the, by the way, oh, a, yeah. a few weeks ago. So <laughs> I probably still, probably still need one of those. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, additional lighter news. The first 4K NBA broadcast was broadcast on uh, DirecTV. Oh shoot! So I that's awesome. Did you know that they're doing uh, virtual reality in NBA games now? No, you can like pay to no, watch I, a game in VR. I get, I I'm still kind of forming my opinion on VR. Yeah. I I'm, I get weirded out just yeah. VR. I'll, although I'm getting into like this huge projection so the screen. F- the first 4K NBA broadcast on Directv. That's insane. That's yes. amazing. Um, I found a survey that came out. At, was basically ranking the most diehard fans in the league. And you know what? The top fans, the top fans are like teams that I would would expect to be there. So the, the, the top fans were, the, you know, fans from the Knicks, the Bulls, the Lakers. And now the last two are a bit surprising to me. Both the so the Clippers and and Portland ended up making this list. Wow. I'm just like, what I would have thought that. I would have thought that Cleveland potentially would have been there just because they're diehard fans. And, man, I don't I don't actually know who— I don't understand the who, Clippers. No, I, I don't understand the Clippers. Actually, Port, Portland does have a pretty good fan base, yeah, pretty rabid fan base, because there, there aren't any other major sports in Portland, to my knowledge. I mean, other than, well, other than, sport, other than soccer. In college. But I'm not recognizing yeah. soccer in this broadcast, so <laughs> that's fine. Um Okay. So, what is this, Sean Marion? <laughs> so, so I, I found this story that Sean Marion is out looking for these players in India. He's like, why aren't there, More why money. aren't there, kind of Indian players in the league? So he's going to try. He's going to all these big cities within India to try and find talent. I think it's interesting. I think that he'll potentially find some, some players, but the the road for getting them over and like the competition that they need to play. At or the level that they need to play at before coming over, you know, they probably need to, I don't know, play in the NCAA or like right. play in the D League. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the actual pathway for for the Indian players that he's going to discover, and even even if they are at a really high level. So. Good for him. I love it. But um, half the population in the world is China and India. Yeah. And they've produced like Jeremy Lin, you know, and Yao Ming. Jeremy Lin <laughs> and Yao Ming. No, yeah, there's, been, there's been like next to no one. He's yeah. come over from those two countries, and Jeremy Lin's honestly American, so it's not even that yeah. big of a deal. But um, we've seen like Satnam Singh in Sacramento, and we've seen a couple other Indian players try, uh, Sim Hular as well. But um, nah, like it's gonna be years. No, it's 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 going to be years. But the, you know, the eventual reality is that as the NBA spreads, there's going to be more fans in those countries. That they're going to produce more players. It's it's eventual that it will come. And it's eventual. It's it's uh, it's only a matter of time uh, before the NBA is playing more international style games. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, U.S., Canada, whatever. But like, <laughs> right. and and maybe that one game in in Mexico, in Mexico, or do they play one game in China as well, or no? Uh, they do preseason. In China. They do they do preseason. But I don't know. I just like I think it will it will expand and 
Just the internet's expanse and the reach of the game, it pushes it out to, to people who haven't been a part of it before. I think what Sean Marion's doing is cool. I never would have guessed he would have been the ambassador. <laughs> right, um, all right, so we're going to turn our attention to some to our one of our favorite segments in in terms of uh, did he say that some of the uh, some of the quotables from the last week. So, all right, kick this off because I always screw up this name. Yeah, kid was asked why Giannis Antetokounmpo is not getting more recognition around the league because he's a borderline superstar, and he goes, "It's hard to pronounce." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this, this quote uh, from Popovich goes, he speaks to me about the things he sees now. I'd rather rather have him do that than beat his chest and wiggle his shoulders. I love it. What a <laughs> the, statement, huh? Yeah, this is about Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So, man, I just, I don't know. Kawhi is just just incredible, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he gets to be under the tutelage of, of Popovich. I think his, his growth is continuing to skyrocket. So, yeah. um, okay. Hit me with the next one. Yeah, so uh, Dwayne Wade um, was asked about just like how the league responds to games that are faultily, you know, refed or just kind of controversial at the end of games. And he said, I hate these two-minute reports. I'll go on record again saying that. It's bad for our game to come back with those two-minute reports. It's imperfect the whole game. It's imperfect the whole game. Let's not break down just the last two minutes. Okay, so we, we move to the next one. So the Hawks uh, radio voice, Steve Holman, goes, after Draymond's block on Baysmore, Draymond Green is dancing like they just won the world champion, the world championship, which they didn't last year because of him. <laughs> wow, that's slanderous. Yeah. Um, this was that game that we were talking about in the, in, in the gameplay, uh, the 110 to 105 um, Golden State versus Atlanta. It was a very contentious game. Mm-hmm. And it was a really weird moment, and Draymond's like, he blocks – uh, Dennis Schroeder and he blocks um, Kent Bazemore in back-to-back possessions. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, he's slamming. He's lifting his feet up. He's doing his thing. And this is what this guy does. And I love it. I, I, I really enjoy these really brutally honest color, color commentators sometimes. Yes. And that was a very fair statement. Like, Sure. You know, on Doc Rivers um, getting ejected, I don't know if this is really needing to be said. I just love that Ken Maurer, the, the ref who ejected him, who has a, a beef with Rivers. Yes. <laughs> who, who was like, NBA, find this man, his money. Yes. He goes, technically, the first technical was for him crossing over the midcourt. That's automatic. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets, to, just gets to roll with it. Yeah. All right. I, I love this next comment. This is from Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr uh, comments on Charles Barkley. He goes, um, it's getting to the point that if our team walked in front of his house, he'd yell, get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. And it's just yeah. Charles Barkley is, is, has Terrible. been in the news, and he's just like he's making all sorts of comments. He made a, like a girly comment as well. I, I don't really want to give it the time. No, no but, time. But it's just what, what – they get so much attention, so much attention. I, I, I like what he's saying. Um, he's not really on board with this whole like, uh, you know, shooting a ton of threes. He likes the big yes. man down low. Yes. And he's seeing that they don't really have a big man in, yep. in their team. That's really all they're saying. Sure. Uh, and finally, you know, the last one, uh, LeBron, after his third straight loss with the Cleveland Cavaliers, they did this exact same thing last year. Um, he just went on record saying, it's a new season and everyone's gunning for us every night. The honeymoon stage is over and it's time to play some real ball. I like it. I like it that he's – I like it that they lost a few. It gets some momentum back behind him. I think it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. All right. We're going we're gonna to step right back with the Ramblin' Gambler. The Ramblin' Gambler. Whoa! Oh, man, man, man. Ramblin' Gambler here. Ramblin' Gambler. 
All right. So as as I kick it off here, boy, there's there's a lot to talk about. I will tell you that that Tuesday sequence is just put me at just in a tough spot. And I was just like, how how bad can it get? Can can every upset occur? Is this like this is this is like the week after Trump won the election, after the Cubs won the series. You're like, anything is possible. Absolutely anything is possible. I'm just going to take a shuttle to the moon tomorrow or some shit like that. Um, boy, you know, I, I like this Milwaukee team. I just can't seem to figure them out. I can't seem to figure out when they're actually going to win a game. So from a betting standpoint, no idea. No idea. They're, it's It's completely possible that they play – you know they play with Cleveland, and then all, all of a sudden they they play Golden State or the Spurs or something like that, and just get trounced. It's 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 so variable as to where they're at. They have the components, but they just they we just don't have the predictability. Um, I was going to comment just on that on the the series of three consecutive losses from Cleveland. That is a way to lose a lot of money, a lot of money, and, <laughs> lot of money in Las Vegas. Absolutely, a ton of money. You just you cannot bet that the the best team kind of starting out just dominating just goes on this huge like losing streak that is that is when people get crushed so uh the wolves here's the damnedest thing with the wolves they're almost in contention so trying to bet them it's like you potentially could be betting the line with these guys but you cannot bet the win mm. you cannot bet the win cuz they're they're consistently losing by like 4 5 6 points and it's just so terrible um boy trying to predict the mvp we talked about this before but harden and westbrook i just want to get into the fact of just betting on triple doubles i i hope i really just <laughs> that's hope, now becoming a thing right? i just i just hope that the casinos allow for it yeah. so i just i just want to do it because harden and westbrook and and dave well probably davis uh they just they make it interesting it makes it potentially a bettable bettable stat mm-hmm. Oh man, I just it gives me so much freaking heartburn to try and talk about these guys, but the Mavs I, I just wonder when they're going to become relevant again. If they're just if they're going to sit on this three win bubble for 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 an extended period of time. If they're gonna take their those three wins into the all star break. So absolutely, absolutely incredible. Ooh, I think um, you're on the right path though. <laughs> they're in a post Chandler Parsons state of mind. Everyone should be in a post-Chandler Parsons state of mind. Uh, betting on Carmelo to win games. Apparent, that was not a thing real early in the season. Week six, week well, I think it was week five and week six, it's becoming relevant again. What is going on? What is going on? He's he's like completely getting open around the perimeter and winning games. You cannot bet on that. I don't care what you say, Spike Lee. You cannot bet on that. Absolutely crazy. One, this this has nothing to do with gambling, but I <laughs> I cannot watch Gordon Hayward dunk. He has he stylistically the, the worst the worst dunks is- in the NBA. And the last thing, and I'm gonna go off right now. I'm gonna go off because so I hear this clip from Mad Dog, this Mad Dog sports announcer, and he just goes into it about hating hating how much coverage that ESPN has on the NBA. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this this. He's like, there's football going on. There's all this other stuff going on. I'm like, NBA is extremely popular. People are completely, like, worse. we're diehard fans watching, like, every single game out there, predicting every single game out there, Mad Dog. Get your act together. I'm like, 
you know, people are into it. Fine. If some of those numbers, yes, he's right. Some of those numbers aren't to the aren't the numbers of the NFL, but the NFL numbers are coming down too. So like what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to This this is basketball season. You know, should you report more on college ball? Should you report more on NFL? I don't know. Let the ESPN content people do that. But the fact is that that there are fans for the NBA, and, and the fact that there's becoming more parity in the NBA means that this is a much this is a much bigger deal. So go ahead and report everything. Like, yes, there are specific scenarios where it's, where it gets overreported. Like, I don't want to hear about Draymond kicking somebody again. I don't care. This is his fourth. He's a he's a frequent offender. Like, I don't care. Just keep your leg down, Draymond. But the fact of the matter is that people still like the NBA. And you, you have players like LeBron. You have players like Westbrook. You have players like Anthony Davis. These players are rising the game to a whole fan base across the world. Yeah. So, Mad Dog, go to hell, man. Like, people love the NBA all around the world. You know what? People like People like the NFL in the U.S., that's it. That's it. I'm done. Rambling Gambler out. Wow. How can I top that? Well, with the head of hair, I guess. <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, I've been going through some withdrawals lately, man. Hondo man. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to debut a new segment. Geese Hair Salon. Let's bring it. <laughs> All right. You know All what? Right. I really, I just really hate how envious I am of people with hair. All right. People just, with, so, I, I just have to grow my beard out just to kind of contend. You know, if people like... You know, freak out and they're like, they touch their hair. You know, I'm touching my beard. You know, I don't know where to go with my hands. Okay. All right. I'm so envious that I just want people to do their hair right. You know, when they have their hair, they should do it right. Aaron Baines, get the fuck out of here. Aaron Baines, Detroit Pistons, you have a ponytail? You have a ponytail and you're in the NBA. You're a seven foot, (laughs) 300 pound man with a ponytail. Get the fuck out of here, shave your head. (laughs) JaVale McGee, I get it. You're excited. You have a contract in the NBA. You are playing for a winner. For the first time in your life, don't do a midget mullet. <laughs> don't do it. Just shave that little dick off. Oh my god! So shave th- it off. It's not for the ladies. I know you're not doing it for the ladies because the ladies don't love it. They don't. They don't play with that. This is passion. This this, this is passion. And you're not doing it for more playing time. What are you doing it for? No, no. You're doing it for this segment right now. To me, for me specifically, me, <laughs> the bald, <laughs> the, the bald. Man, this is this is incredible. This is Javel Shacked and a Fool McGee, uh, uh, unbelievable. And you know what? You know what? Uh, all of all of our Riding the Pine listeners, uh, you know what? I, I believe that I believe that Gee might have entered in the biggest hair bet that I've ever heard of in my life. Oh, yeah. So uh, both so MTG MTG and Gee were um, they bet an ungodly amount of money on Kevin Durant potentially shaving his head over the course of his career. This is this is both a long term this is a long term hair bet. So you know like this is this is fandom beyond belief. Uh, I believe it's like a five hundred dollar bet. It's five hundreds. Yeah. Uh, but it this could go for decades and basically somebody will need to set up a bank account to deal with the financing on this. Yeah. So absolutely incredible. Oh I think I'm gonna win so Gee, I love it. I love the hair salon. So we'll we'll be oh man, we'll be back when you find other, other other quick hits. Oh, uh, it's every week, buddy. Uh, it's oh, every week. Oh, of course, of course. All right. You know what? We're gonna drop right into it. We're gonna drop into probably one of my, my favorite, favorite one of my, my fa- favorite one of my favorite things of the entire show. Yeah, that's my favorite. So this is these are my games of the week. Hondo's games of the week. I am going to say I'm going to kick it off, and I'm going to say Warriors Clippers twelve seven. 
is the game of the week. I love this game. I love this game. I think I talked about this game really, really early on as one of my favorite games oh, yeah. this year. So turn your phone off, turn on the TV, go to a bar, watch this game. Watch Must this see game. Watch this game. I, I have This will depict a lot in the NBA. Yes. This specific game, I, I think. I haven't predicted them all right in terms of the games of the week. Um because that that Houston uh, the Houston Golden State probably was that game of the week last Sorry. week, but this one I I can assure you that there will be fireworks in this game. There will be blood. A couple games of note. I have four games of note. Cavs play the Raptors. I love this game. I almost had like a dually, but I'm like okay. no Cavs Raptors. Like uh, I like the Clippers Warriors, and I think the West is stronger than the East. So that's why Cavs versus Raptors gets demoted a little bit. Sure. Uh, Spurs versus Bulls. I I like this matchup. I I like this matchup. I, I think the Bulls are the Bulls are playing better than they were at, at the beginning of the season. The Spurs are playing incredibly well. This is a this is a fun matchup. And it's Paul Gasol on his former team. Yes, and and the revenge matches. We yeah. all we all know how those go. Uh, the Warriors versus the Jazz. This this is one of those scenarios where it's like, damn it, damn it. I don't know what to do. This this could be a Jazz. Upset. This could be a jazz upset. Jazz, I'm it. I'm jazz, it. jazz like to play close. Yeah. In in a game like this, I would bet on the jazz, dude. And I I love this. I love this game. This is the Rockets versus the Thunder. This is the game that I'm I'm having to watch. This MVP week. versus MVP. All right. So turning my attention to worst games. This is my public service announcement, everybody. All right. Here's a couple of games that I do not want you to get into. Uh, Kings versus Mavs. Absolutely, just. Soul crush, soul crushing. Go to yoga instead. Uh, Pacers versus Pacers versus Mavs. You should probably have some uh, some drugs involved before you get on that one. Uh, Knicks versus Kings. I just don't like it. I, I watching Porzingis is fun, but watching watching the Knicks just play with the Kings. I I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Pacers Suns. Neither of these teams is sparking my interest. No, not, especially not over these other games. Spend quality time with your wife. <sighs> And unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that I don't want to watch this game. Uh, Spurs versus Wolves, just because I just don't think the Wolves can play with the Spurs right now. However, you'll watch it. Three I'll watch t- it for you. You'll watch it three times and tell me about it. Yeah. Now, as I thought of my games of the week, I thought of one obscure game that like I'd it. really like to see, and I don't actually know when it occurs. And that's the Pelicans versus the 76ers. I hope it's when Ben Simmons comes back. <laughs> so. All right, Keith. Cool, Close out episode 16 for week six of the NBA season. Week 16, the Pau Gasol, the Costas Papa Nikolaos. Episode 16, sir. Episode 16. Week six, sorry. And the uh, Peja Stojakovic of the NBA. Yes. Well, this game was already kind of talked about. This was the game that never happened and has been postponed. But what was really fun was the game within the game of waiting for the game. It was the Twitter battles between the Sixers' Twitter, the Kings' Twitter, and Joel Embiid's Twitter. Sacramento and Kings on Twitter goes, tonight his game has been postponed. Y'all can trust the process, but not the floor? Shaking my head. Embiid responds, well, the court was taken tonight. Trust the process. Wow. See? All right, so that wraps. I don't know. How is this supposed to end? This has been a Ventas Studios production. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... 
Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.